Welcome back, everyone. It's Monday. Thanks for tuning in to the Hello Miss Robinson podcast. Um, let's jump into it. Uh, I hope everyone had a wonderful week. If you're in the USA, happy birthday, America, last week. I hope everyone had a great time celebrating with the family and the friends. Um, but it's a new week. It's a new day. Let's get into it. I'm excited. Today, I'm going to talk about three pillars to build your life according or in alignment to or having your life built on these three pillars. First and foremost, number one, believe that God is who he says he is. John 1, verse 1 through 4, talks about, you know, in the beginning God was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made, that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehendeth it not. Hebrews eleven six that the world was framed by faith. That's a paraphrased version. We can go there now. Oh no, sorry. Hebrews eleven six. Obviously, I know this. Um, first, impossible to please God without faith. But without faith, it's impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, one, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The word of God is the absolute truth, and it's always going to be the backbone of what you would build your life from. People try to skew the word of God to fit their circumstances and to fit their life experience They've been hurt by church, so therefore now they're trying to fit the word to their hurt. Or they have unforgiveness, so they're trying to justify their offense and unforgiveness. Rather than aligning themselves with the truth of the word. And that is something that a lot of people do without even realizing it. They basically idolize their experience and the things that they've gone through higher than the word of God. And the word of God... God holds his word above his name. And that's that's big. That's something that it really shows the integrity of the father, that his word, what he says, what he speaks, it's not just words that fall to the ground. The Bible says that the seed, the word of God, won't return void, meaning it won't just, you know, be thrown on something and nothing comes of it. No, there's always fruit. There's always something that produces from the word of God. And I will say that when you dive into the word of God, you could read one verse and it's flooded with just truth and light. And you could stay on that verse for like days. And I know that everyone has experienced this, I'm sure, maybe not, but you read the word, you read a certain passage of scripture you read the Jeremiah 29:11 that's on the coffee cups. You know, you read things, but you just read it. But then there are times where you read those scriptures, you read the word, and it's alive. You enter into the word, and there's life that comes from it. There's things that the Holy Spirit will show you and teach you in the word that you never even saw before. And so I think that's insane. And that's the first point is believe that God is who he says he is. Believe his word period, no matter what, no matter what you might be going through. It just shows that you have a lack of understanding in that area. It shows that there's things that need to be uncovered, maybe that are hidden. 
There's things that need to be dealt with that aren't addressed, and that's okay. But the word is sharp. It's accurate. It cuts to the to the really root of the issue. There's no uh, thing left behind. It gets straight to the point. And so that's point number one. Believe that God is. Have no doubt. The biggest thing that the enemy uses is doubt and fear. And a lot of times Christians, unfortunately, even myself, I've found guilty of this. You know, you think you're in faith. You think you're praying out of faith, but then you're praying out of fear. You're praying out of what if, 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 or why, why, why. And that's, that's doubt really at the, at the root cause of that. It's doubt. And so we need to make sure that we're praying and we're living and we're in relationship with the Father out of love in a a safe, secure place that I am accepted, I am loved, I have been redeemed and restored and brought back, bought back by the blood of Jesus, not because there was a sin problem, but because he saw and knew my value that had been before. Therefore, he wanted to buy it back and purchase it back and restore that. And that's where you want to pray from. That's where you want to live your life from. So I hope that encourages you. Number two is choose to live your life in Christ. I truly believe that Christ is a location. Colossians 3.3, if you want to go there with me. It says, For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. So when we come out of that place of Christ, that's when unforgiveness starts to happen. That's when bitterness starts to breed. That's when offense sticks on you like glue. That's when there's anger and gossip and just this toxic, selfish, place of mind I guess you could say when you're out of Christ you know Romans 8 1 therefore there is now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus so if you're living condemned if you're living day to day constantly condemned constantly in shame constantly in guilt then you're not living in Christ when you're in Christ there's no place for that Because you understand the righteousness that you have in Christ Jesus, which is equity. It's being equal with Jesus in the sense of when God looks at you, he sees Jesus. He doesn't see the shortcomings or the things that you're asking him to root out. He sees you perfect. He sees you matured, a son. He sees you like Jesus. And therefore, the Bible says, that's why it says, Come boldly to the throne of grace in time of need. Come boldly in time of need because there shouldn't be any condemnation holding you back, making you shrink back, making you, you know, cower and, and, and curl up and just be afraid. There should be none of that because we're born again. We're alive in Christ and we live this life from a place of understanding that there's nothing that can separate me from the love of God. Romans 8 as well, further on in the chapter. Neither life nor death angels demons you know he paul goes on to say there's nothing that will separate me from the love of christ jesus and that is the bottom line the love of jesus is the root and the pinnacle just i guess cornerstone of 
this Christian life that you should be living. It's the love of Jesus, becoming love, becoming the image of Christ. And so that's so key is choosing to live your life in Christ. It's, it's, you know, it doesn't just happen. Just like, you know, losing weight and becoming healthy. I always use this example because it's a great example. That doesn't just happen. It's not just going to happen. There's intentional things that you have to do consistently day to day without fail to bring about that change. And that's the same thing, choosing to live your life from the understanding and the revelation that you are hid with Christ in God, that your life is hid with Christ for you're now dead and you've come alive with Christ. Living that is really, you have to be intentional. You have to wake up every day knowing Wow, thank you, Father, that I have been born again. I've been taken and translated out of the kingdom of darkness into this into the kingdom of your glorious son, into the kingdom of light. It's this intention it can't talk. Intentionality. I think I said that right. But it's about being intentional about those things. And I really encourage you guys to do that. Is to live that live your life from that understanding that I am going to that's what intimacy is. It's being intentional. It's it's being real. It's waking up. It's going to bed. It's driving in the car, talking with, with Jesus, saying, thank you that I'm one with you. Thank you that you've died for me. Thank you that you rose again for me. Thank you that you have restored this beautiful relationship back to where there's no separation. There's nothing that comes between you and I, and that I can be a true son, not an not an orphan. A lot of Christians are orphans. They don't know who they are. They don't know whose they are. They don't know what they have. And they're just kind of going about this life with such minimal understanding to where the the access they have is so limited because they don't know what they have. And so therefore, if you don't know, you're not accessing it. Do no more. Do no. <laughs> wow, I really butchered that. No more, do more. No better, do better. You know, the Bible says that my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And it's so true. It's the saddest thing when you see a Christian, a born-again believer in a place where they're only tapping into just a molecule of it. They don't even understand everything that they have and they're only living from this like surface level. But it's so much deeper than that. So choose to live your life in Christ. That's number two. Number one, believe that God is who he says he is. Believe his word. Take him at his word. Number two, choose to live your life in Christ Jesus. And finally, number three, know God himself is working in you. Know that God himself is working in you. Philippians 2.3 says, let me pull it up here. I love the scripture. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem each other better than, better than themselves. Okay, sorry guys, wrong scripture. I know what scripture I'm looking for. Give me two seconds. Philippians 2.13. (laughs) 
one number off. I should know that, guys. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Know that God himself is working in you. That's another place of intimacy. Intimacy. Another aspect of intimacy with the Father is when you're talking to him, you're saying, Father, thank you that you're the one doing this work on the inside of me. Thank you that you're molding me and shaping me into your image. Thank you that when people look at me, they say there's something about them. I need what they have. Sirs, men, in what have you believed? Because I need that. I need to do that. That your life is a living, walking, speaking example of truly being born again to where people are drawn to it like flies are to a lamp or not flies well yeah i guess flies you know what i mean bugs mosquitoes whatever gnats um of course i'm gonna have to like leave it to me to to stop my train of thought and try to choose an act more accurate example anyway But no, to where our life is so attractive. It's like a magnet. And that's what I desire. I'm not saying going out and, you know, purposely, intentionally proclaiming the gospel to people. I believe in that. The Bible is clear about preaching the gospel. But I do believe that preaching is just an aspect of it. I know that your life should exemplify and scream love genuine integrity, purity, happiness, joyous uh, proclamation. There should be this like, like I was saying last week in the podcast, when you're listening, it's not just you listening with your ears just standing there. No, usually you're, you're engaged in the conversation. You're, you know, maybe you're, wow, like your body language is engaged. Your heart is engaged in tune. That's the same thing when you preach quote-unquote, the gospel. Every aspect of your being should be preaching the gospel. Your voice, your tone, of lo- your, tone your, your ways of speaking, how you love people, how you interact with people. This is speaking to me because I want that. I want that more in my life. I don't want it just when I'm in a good mood or when I had a good night's rest. No, I want it to be regardless of my sleep, regardless of you know, how I was, how someone was with me at the grocery store, whatever. I want it to be a constant shining and proclamation, proclamation that Jesus is alive. He loves you. He wants to help you. He wants to save you. He wants to take you from where you are and put you on the mountaintop. He wants to take your family and restore them. He wants to take your kids and bring them back home. Like that's what I want my life to preach. And that's what you can have. So yeah, I think that this is good. It's a good start to the week. I hope those three pillars helped you. And um, I'm excited to uh, jump on again. Maybe Nick will come on the next podcast we do. So we'll leave it at this. Reach out to me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. If you have my number, text me, call me. Let me know if you've listened. Again, if no one listens to this, I could care less. Couldn't care less. (laughs) I'm doing it for myself. And I know eventually that whoever needs to hear it will hear it. But I love you guys. I hope this encouraged you and we'll be in touch.